When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. We're talking about the AFC North. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, you know, I'm pretty good with, with, with uh, stats, but I'm not going to get this guy's name right. And I apologize a hundred times over, but he's a, he's a, a great columnist. And he's been there in Pittsburgh for a long time. And since we're, we're, we're doing the Pittsburgh, uh, the AFC North today, we thought we'd bring him in. Uh, we're delighted to be joined now by Dan Kovacevic. Kovacevic, is that how it is? See, I can pronounce Trey Wingo, you know. I I don't have any problems with that or Mark Slayer. It's Dan Kovacevic. It's not – you did okay. But, you know, the company is DK Pittsburgh Sports, and it's that for a reason because they just say DK. Well, I mean, like, Dan, think about it. It's just wing with an O on it, okay? I got a K-O-V-A-C-E-V-I-C I'm dealing with here, man. It's not a fair fight. Dayan? 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 Kabakovich, did you say? Each C is like a C-H. Guys, this name is like Joe Smith in Serbia. It's like the most <laughs> common, boring Wait, name. Eight, eight so we're delighted to be talking about the Joe Smith of Serbia. Right. Wait a minute. i got to ask you real quick. Have you ever <laughs> ridden horses with the Joker? <laughs> oh, Denver. my goodness. I, I'll tell it's you the what, most man. famous Serbian. He could buy Serbia. He just got a $302 million contract. Yeah, and if we were talking <laughs> basketball, you guys would have had this roll right off the tongue. See, that's how it yes. is here. Hey, that's, I gotta, that's I, correct. Before, before we get into Steelers, there's one thing I wanted to throw in since you guys brought up Demarius Thomas. I feel fortunate to have covered what probably was the game of his life. And I think you guys know which one I'm talking about. Yes. The Tim Tebow game against the Steelers. And a lot of people yep. have said, you know, Pittsburgh fans are still, they still refer to it as the Tebow game in a very derisive way as if how could we let that guy beat us? And it wasn't him. I mean, look, look Tim made the passes of his life. Okay. But it was Demarius yep. Thomas that made that game happen and everything Correct. that Denver pulled off that day. So I just wanted to throw that in too. No, you're right, Dan. Like for, for example, the first, that was the, that game was decided on the first play of overtime. The first it really play of the was after yeah. the kickback, they threw it to Demarius Thomas and he raced 80 yards for a touchdown ball game over. No question about it. So right. I appreciate you bringing that it, up. So by, by the way, it was also, uh, you, you have to go back to uh, our friend, Brian Clark, not playing. Correct. So Monday, yeah, RC couldn't play. Yeah, Brian, remember because yeah. because of the right. uh, because Circle of the sickle cell, cell. Yeah. Cell so, absolutely. So when when Troy Palomalu started to freelance, Monday, who filled in for for RC, uh, was running the blitz that that was designed to run, and so there was no deep middle of the field safety because both Palomalu 
who decided to blitz, and Monday, yeah. who was scheduled to blitz, they both came off the edge, and henceforth, you know, 80-plus yards later, or whatever it was, touchdown yeah. Broncos, game over. Yeah, Literally and then there was a big fumble and all kinds of other mm-hmm. stuff. See, now everybody in Pittsburgh is just slamming this this podcast, like, right through the wall here. <laughs> That's yeah. it. I've heard enough. Yes. Yeah. What, yeah, well, let's done. be clear. Let's be clear. You, DK from Pittsburgh, brought it up. So <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this this is is true. true. Not us. We did not bring the. Yeah. Real quickly, before we get to the Steelers, I want to. I, there's a comment in the chat just from Craig that says if Cleveland knew Deshaun was going to get suspended, why that offer him such a lucrative deal, which was basically telling Baker, "You're not our future, but we're still not trading you," because they knew Baker was not their future. Number one. Number two. They reworked the contract to make sure they minimized his suspension money. So they absolutely knew it was coming. And number three, Deshaun Watson is a million times better than Baker Mayfield. Can't make it any simpler for you than that. (laughs) It's pretty simple. That's why they did all of this stuff. And they're betting on the fact that at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson will play like Deshaun Watson once the suspension is over. That's exactly why they did all of this. And absolutely they knew it was coming. There's no other reason for them to rework the contract to minimize his damage from 1.9 million to 50,000 if they're not knowing the suspension is coming. So I just wanted to put that out there. It was in the com- it was in the comments. So uh, the, yeah. there's nothing that could have made anybody happier here in Pittsburgh or in Cincinnati or in Baltimore than for Baker Mayfield to have been back as a Cleveland quarterback. That's exactly right. And, and yes. again, look, we'll see what happens with Baker, but those two are not reconciling. It's not happening. He's going to be playing somewhere else. And the problem for Cleveland is uh, they have no leverage because they signed 47 quarterbacks, so no one's going to give them anything. They're going to have to just cut him. They're going to have to just cut him because no one, no one wants to deal with Cleveland because of this contract. Like, no one's going to say, oh, we'll take Baker off the board. We'll take some of the salary. They'd be like, middle finger you guys, Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that for you. You screwed it for the rest of us. But we move on. Just cut him. They're going to have to just cut him because no one, no one wants to deal with Cleveland because of this contract. Like, no one's going to say, oh, we'll take Baker off the board. We'll take some of the salary. They'd be like, middle finger you guys, Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that for you. You've screwed it for the rest of us. But we move on. Yeah, let's talk about the Steelers. And obviously, they have moved on. The Big Ben era is now over. Mitchell Trubisky was assigning in the offseason. They get Kenny Pickett and his tiny hands in the draft. And I say that sort of tongue-in-cheek because it was <laughs> such a thing. He's the first quarterback. But he is the first quarterback drafted in the first round since 2003 that had hand sizes under whatever, seven and a half or whatever it was. I can't remember. But it, so it was a thing. He was the first one with those hand sizes drafted. I have been, Dan, I'd like to get your opinion on this. Uh, from the people that I've talked to in Buffalo who have raved about Mitchell Trubisky, they said, guys, he just needed to get away from Chicago. He was great for us. Obviously, he's not going to supplant Josh Allen, but I think people are really going to be surprised in Pittsburgh with the way he plays. What are you hearing about what the plan is for uh, Mitchell Trubisky after they drafted Pickett in the first round with the 20th overall pick? Well, the plan, Trey, plain and simple, is that Mitch is going to be the starter. Uh, barring yeah. injury. And Mitch is going yeah. to be taking the, to the field at Paul Brown Stadium for the opener, and he's going to get uh, time as the starting quarterback. But one of the things that you know Kevin Colbert made clear before he gave up his reins as the GM uh, was that they saw a lot of the same things in Trubisky uh, from what was seen originally when he was the number two overall pick in Chicago. And without slighting right. the Bears, although that's really easy to do when it comes to quarterbacks, 
there was an acknowledgement that things didn't go well there. Now, things haven't gone well in Chicago for any quarterback not named Jim McMahon. <laughs> or Sid Luckman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll give McMahon, and I guess Jim Miller had a nice little run there, too. But, uh, you know, I, I, you know I, I, I have hope for, for, for Justin Fields. I just, you know, you just see all the talent that's there, and you hope Correct. someday he can get out of Chicago and make it work or they can make a change there. But one of the things that I heard from the Steelers behind the scenes that corroborates with what you're saying there, Trey, is that they communicated with the Buffalo Bills. And the Steelers and the Bills have always had kind of an odd partnership. They're only three hours apart. They've conducted joint practices together. And they, they've had a good open line of communication for a long time. What they heard from the Bills is that there was a lot that was unlocked up there. And they also heard from players who were, you know, in, in, again, having things in common with the Bills that said they felt that had Josh Allen ever gone down for whatever reason last season, that there w- there was going to be every confidence that Trubisky could keep it going uh, yep. for Buffalo. And, you know, you look, if you put him out there, think about this, guys. If you put him out there and he succeeds, and I, and I have this question asked of me a lot by by our readers and listeners here, what happens to Kenny Pickett? Well, with all due respect, who cares? Correct. <laughs> because right. you got your, you, you get one franchise quarterback or you get another, you don't care. You know, you just got the guy that you got. Well, yeah, no, that's I, a great point. And, and stay, sorry, real quickly. Yeah. That's sort of the situation with the Packers. Like, you know, you, you took that first round pick on Jordan Love and you moved up in the first round to get him. And with the way things are going with Aaron Rodgers, he'll prop barring injury, like we're talking about here. He'll probably never start for the Green Bay Packers as a quarterback. The fact, despite the fact that he was a first-round pick in 2020, yeah, yeah. And, and and it doesn't matter. Like somebody said, well, yeah. what do you think Kenny Pickett's reaction would be? Look, who cares? You yeah. know, I mean, look, he's really popular here. Everyone watched him take a, a pit program that's really not, you know, some national power to the ACC championship, largely on his back. And and people here respect that. He's been a great citizen and everything else here. But the idea that, you know, they drafted the next Joe Burrow or something and are going to have the audacity to sit him. No, all they did, all they did, guys, this offseason between Mike Tomlin, uh, Colbert, Omar Khan and everyone else was maximize their their opportunity here. They went they went for both quality and quantity. We're going to just go give ourselves the very best chance to find Ben's replacement. You know, the the interesting thing for me, and I've done a bunch of games with Mitch Trubisky, and I always came out of those games thinking, is he trying to convince me that he's confident or himself that he's confident? Like, that was the issue coming out of Chicago. And then Brian Dable has done a great job when he was with Buffalo, now with the Giants, of creating an offense that best, suit, that best suited his quarterback in Josh Allen. I guess my question, Matt Canada, do you see Matt Canada being the kind of offensive coordinator that can adjust to the strengths of his quarterback or his new quarterback um, and be able to give that kind of offense to a Mitchell Grubisky? Well, I'll do you one better, and I'll flip the script because I have a feeling, based on a, a talk that I had with Matt Canada, that he sees Trubisky as being that guy that he doesn't have to adjust to. The big reason for that, and anyone who's followed the Steelers' offense, even in a cursory way from afar, can attest that they haven't run the play action since, like, Ben's rookie year. 
Okay, he just Ben did not like turning his back to the line of scrimmage. Ben felt that he was more in command if he were able to just drop back and keep surveying the scene. Whatever, fine, you respect that. He's headed to Canton. He can call his own shot like that. Canada always wants play action. Canada felt as if there was something that was a a, a big, big chapter from his playbook that gets torn out when he doesn't have that. He wants He's motion. He's right, by the way. He's yeah. right, by the way. Well, which NFL teams other than Pittsburgh weren't using the play action? That's all you have Correct. to ask yourself, okay? Correct. So he felt like he 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 had his his hands cuffed in how he could utilize, let's say, Deontay Johnson coming around on a sweep. Uh, Najee Harris thrown, getting throws out of the backfield to mitigate a lousy offensive line that they had last year. These are all things that he felt he couldn't really do because he had to still work with number seven. And again, that's not a shot at seven. He has his rights and he won more games for the Steelers last season than they should have won. I mean, seven yeah. fourth quarter comebacks out of nine wins. <laughs> that's on Ben, believe me. But well, this is different. He he feels yeah. with Mitch. He, Matt Canada told me himself just to complete the thought that he feels that Trubisky is so good at the play action that he's having Trubisky teach it to the other quarterbacks in the room right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will say this about Trubisky: that guy, like he is best, and and I differentiate play action. There is play pass which is drop back seven step stuff where you, you don't really have to turn your back to the defense. And then there's run action, play action. And that to me is the strength of Trubisky because he's so athletic. He can break contain, he can get out on the edge where you do have those half field reads. And I think he's exceptionally accurate. And that's something Ben never wanted to be outside the pocket. You know, Ben, he's like, I'm inside the pocket, Ben. And that's where I throw it from. So that is, that's an interesting aspect of this offense and about that quarterback that I did not know. Yeah. And you're yeah. going to see, by the way, it's not to, I don't want to sound like I'm burying Pickett here, uh, but, but Kenny watching these guys through OTAs and mini camp uh, watching these guys and the way, what you're describing there, Mark, and the, mm-hmm. the, the mobility and getting out of the pocket, they both did that. But one thing that Kenny Pickett does really abnormally well is roll to his left and throw across his body. Uh, it's not something that you see a lot of in the NFL. He actually looks a little freakish at how good he is at it. So that could come into play as well. Yeah, by the way, Serbia is Joe Smith joining us. Uh, to break <laughs> Dan Kovakovic, who <laughs> does DK Sports in Pittsburgh. Um, let's talk a little bit about a couple of other things here. First of all, according to our good friends at Caesar Sportsbook, whom we like, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers win total is seven and a half. Where are you on that? You taking the over or the under? I mean, th- doesn't that strike you as silly? I mean, here, here's why I say this. They were 9-7-1 and one last year. There's nobody that would argue that the defense is going to be better than it was last year because they, they didn't have Stefan to it. They didn't replace him. Now they've replaced him. They've gone out and got Larry Ogunjobi. Uh, they got Miles Jack. So the holes that they had up the middle for run defense are going to be solved. Okay? Yeah. So I think you can reasonably say with having the best defensive player on the planet, that's not my opinion. He's the defensive player of the year. That's TJ Watt. Watt. Absolutely. And, and having Cam Hayward at age 32 coming off the unquestioned best season of his NFL career, and then Minka Fitzpatrick fresh off an extension, these are three elite defenders. The, the defense is going to be really good. I don't know if it's going to be great. I don't know if it's going to be what they were two years ago when they had 37 takeaways. But I think it's going to be really good. Now, on offense, 
if your biggest criticism of the Steelers in having gone nine seven one was that they couldn't run the ball and they couldn't get much of a passing game going deep because in large part their offensive line was a catastrophe. They just went out and spent $40 million on the offensive line by adding Mason Cole, by adding James Daniels from the Bears, by keeping Chooks Okorafor. The rest of their guys are another year older. Where's the backward step here? Do you see what I'm saying here? Like, well, is it, it, right. It's just quarterback. No, it's it is just, just quarterback. quarterback. But, but you're right. It is just quarterback. But, Dan, we all know that it's the most important team position in team sports in this country. So you're right. It is just quarterback. All of that is predicated on the change, as you said, from a Hall of Famer and Ben Roethlisberger to Mitchell Trubisky, who, again, didn't show well in Chicago. I believe he's going to be better. But that it's all predicated on the quarterback. And the only Absolutely. thing I'll say about the only thing I'll say about T.J. Watt is there's one other guy who has some history and ties to Pittsburgh that might factor into that equation. <laughs> yes, would be Aaron would. Donald. That would be Aaron. Believe Donald. me, believe yeah. me, as someone who knows AD pretty well, I'm aware yeah. where he is in the discussion. <laughs> but I'm talking about who got the most recent DP. Correct. Why not Absolutely. the guy who won the most recent Super Bowl with a spectacular play to finish? Correct. It, so I, but before before we let you go, we appreciate you being with us here tonight. Um, what are where are you like? I love Chase Claypool as a rookie, and last year, oh. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I, I like when he comes out here and says he's a top three receiver. I sort of cynically and tongue in cheek tweeted, "Yes, he's top three in those people that celebrate a first down and forces his team to, to burn time when they're in a two minute drill to try and score and win the game." But like the idea that he look, I'm I'm happy that he thinks he's a top three wide receiver because everyone like everyone should think they're the best because that's part of it. But let's just deal with reality. Well, I, I was the guy in Minneapolis who asked him after that game, what was he, what could he conceivably have been thinking? You know, they're flying down the field and it, he, in, in the process of that ridiculous maneuver, wiped away what might have been the half of his life. Do you guys Correct. remember that? Yes, I it mean, was great in that third It was, it looked like Ben and Santonio. Yes. Okay? <laughs> I mean, where it was just boom, boom, boom down the field. The Vikings had no answer for it. And even though Pittsburgh got trampled by Dalvin Cook all night long, they were still in position to win the game because of how good Chase Claypool was. Guys, I see him as the swing vote in the purple state here. Okay, yeah, I see him fair. as he can make this offense dynamic almost by himself. He has that kind of talent. He needs to maintain his feet control a lot better. He needs to be a lot more combative in going up for the football. He was as a rookie. You guys might remember in his very first game in East oh, Rutherford, yeah. New Jersey, when he went up for that impossible catch. And he had two giants on him. And you're thinking, wow, what is this kid? Well, we haven't seen enough of that since then. So you know what? If he says that he's the best wide receiver on the planet, that he's better than A.B., that he's better than Jerry Rice, whatever, great. Go ahead right. and do it. I gotta, Go I ahead gotta, and do it. I got to tell Prove you, it, okay, yeah. being on the field, doing a game last year, I did a, the Steelers, uh, Steelers-Broncos game in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And being on the field with him, just pregame, I'm like, dude. He's a beast. He's oh. a beast. Dude, I'm like, but here's the issue. When you are 6'4", 238, you know what you have to do? Play 6'4", 238. Yes. That yeah. dude plays 5'11", 188 far too often. Sometimes, yeah. And yeah. sometimes he doesn't. And that's the part that's maddening because you know that he can get up for that football. You know that he can control his feet. And he actually – here again, though, 
everyone made a big thing out of that comment that he made. I believe it was on just an independent podcast or something. But when yeah. he met with us at minicamp, he spoke specifically about the issues with the feet, about going up and getting the football. So he's not in some kind of denial. Like yeah. He knows what it is that he needs to do. And that's part of why I was really surprised by the comment, because I also heard the other version of Chase that didn't sound anything like that. Big, big, big swing vote in terms of how the Steelers season will go. Absolutely. Hey, hey, DK, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for being with us today. And and again, for all the Joe Smiths out there, you rock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was fun, guys. Thanks. Yeah, you got absolutely. It,